Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Command Partners, the top full-service crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped raise over $70 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by The Gadget Flow, a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. The Gadget Flow is the ultimate buyer's guide for cool luxury gadgets and creative gifts. To learn more, visit thegadgetflow.com. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I am joined by Jordan Warren. Jordan, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So Jordan, you ran a campaign back a couple years ago now, uh, the summer of 2014, raised over 100K for the Hey Joe coffee mug. Uh, Tell us about the product. So the product itself was uh, originally conceived and still is uh, a battery-powered self-brewing coffee mug. So you can actually brew the coffee inside your mug and drink it directly from the mug uh, via battery power wirelessly. So that's that's the concept in a nutshell. So did this product come out of a pain point for you or what's what's the backstory? Yeah, I actually did. I was um, I was driving to work in my car because I, I drive to work every day. I don't live in a place where I can walk or take a bus. Uh, I live in Atlanta. So anyway, I was driving through a, a local coffee shop, sitting in line, got my coffee, Took a sip. It was too hot. Burned my mouth. So then I put it down in a, in a cup holder, took the top off to let it cool down. Went over a speed bump on the way out of the, the coffee shop. Coffee spills everywhere. You know, I'm cleaning stuff up with napkins. I pull up to my office with the top still off the coffee. Now it's too cold. And, uh, and I put it in the microwave to heat it up and now it's burned. So it's, it, you know, and then kind of going through that whole process at that moment, I kind of just thought like, you know, this is not the first time this ever happened to me. This has happened uh, a number of times, and um, and it, it's frustrating that there's no solution for it. So I actually thought of a mug that would immediately regulate the temperature of the coffee first, and then it just kind of snowballed from there. Awesome. So your your background tell tell the audience kind of what what your background is about and how you got into that. My background is in uh, I've been in product development for yes about five years now, and. Um, you know, started with more basic products like lawn and garden products, a lot of metal stuff, um, pr- pretty basic stuff. But through that process, you know, I traveled to China many times every year, established a, a, a pretty solid network of manufacturers and sourcing agents and, um, and also worked in retail. So, you know, I had some, uh, some opportunities to, to get to meet and, and experience, you know, the retail process with Target and you know, Home Depot and Costco and every everyone in between. So yeah. So in terms of being in the business of sourcing with China, you know, it's one of the topics that we typically usually don't touch on uh, in many of our podcasts. You know, can you give some insight to some of our community members on you know what some of those hurdles may be in terms of getting set up over there? Man, there's a that's a great question and one I wish was more. I guess. Uh, that there was more information on because it's such a kind of like a secret topic. I mean, unless you really go to China and get immersed in it um, or find a company that's reputable to source for you, it's, it's really, really difficult to, to decipher 
you know, to, to make an informed decision because, you know, like for instance, when I was on, when I was launched on Kickstarter, I, I was contacted by many sourcing agents. Most of, I'd say 95% of them were based out of, out of China. And the problem with that is they, they may have the capabilities, but, but, you know, doing business with, uh, in China, they have, you know, they're, they're socialized in a business setting different than we are. So it's just a different context. And, and when you, unless you know and trust the company that you're working with, it's really difficult to know that you're going to get a product that, you know, you agreed upon until you've already invested in that manufacturer. And that's, that's what's, you know, it's hard to give an answer to that, but it's, it's really a matter of uh, trust and, and uh, you know, and, and relationships, I guess, this is the best answer I can give uh, to that. How do you start building those relationships over there? I mean, are there certain networks of people or is it kind of just doing Google searches and trying to seek these potential sourcing agents out? You know, uh, I mean, my particular route, I went direct. So I happen to know multiple different sourcing agents and companies that are stationed in China. We actually have technically have offices in Hong Kong, Shenzhen, Guangzhou, you know, everywhere like that. So, you know, in my particular situation, I happen to believe in directly visiting and, and you know, spending a lot of time with these manufacturers and overseeing the process and just really being involved. I mean, if you care about your product, you know, I wouldn't put it in anyone else's hands, you know, but, but that's not to say that there aren't a lot of sourcing companies out there that aren't legitimate. I just don't have much experience with them since I decided to take, you know, a more hands-on approach. So how did you decide not only to source your own product, but to use crowdfunding as a means to launch the company? Well, I think because I was involved in such a different set of products before I moved into, you know, Hey Joe Coffee being a, an electronic, an extremely complicated electronic, uh, you know, more than, more than we anticipated. So I think my aim there was to kind of assess the market, get, get a feel for, hey, is there, is there a demand for this type of product in the market? And, uh, and kind of, you know, just... It's also was a was a launching point for me to say, hey, I'm 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 going to move more into the products that I'm interested in developing. So it was just an opportunity. So you had a few difficulties, you know, in terms of the product development, and even though you specialize in this, you know, you still ran into a few few bumps along the road. Can you talk about some of those hurdles you had to jump over? Yeah, I mean, I think that you know any product, the experience was like a tremendous learning experience, but any, any startup, I guess, from concept to final product is going to have a tremendous amount of iteration through the process to, to design the product for kind of mass production. You know, where we entered with Hey Joe Coffee, again, because I was involved with some, you know, a, a different type of product, the, the product was not as far along as it, I guess, could have been in order to, you know, get past some of those hurdles. On the same token, I mean, it's just an iterative process. So the reason a lot of changes had to be made in Hey Joe Coffee was because, you know, we could have made it like we originally conceived it, but part of product development is not just designing concept, it's designing something to be efficient on a mass scale uh, when it's manufactured. So 
know, that's kind of the transition that happened there is, is because of such a complicated product, you know, there's 28 different factories in our supply chain. We had to figure out how to optimize the manufacturing process, not only for the final product to be functional and efficient in the consumer's hands, but functional and efficient from, from putting all those 20 different manufacturers together to, to assemble that product. So, so what, were, uh, what was the biggest surprise in terms of the production and fulfillment to all your backers? It's a good question. Um, you know, there, so I'd say the two biggest areas of, you know, that we had to deal with from a customer service standpoint were uh, the extensive delay that we didn't anticipate. At least not that, you know, it took us over a year uh, to deliver. And, um, you know, which in, in the world of product development is actually not that bad, but, you know, it was beyond our timeline, our estimated timeline. So dealing with the delay was definitely a, a problem. And there was also, you know, a lot of backers. I think one of the issues with Kickstarter that I learned is that a lot of backers come on kind of ordering the products, you know, with the understanding that it, or with the impression that it's kind of like an e-commerce website. Like, you know, I'm like, they're going to Amazon and ordering a product and it's, you know, it's going to ship out in a few days or uh, maybe a month and arrive exactly as it's conceived. But, you know, it's a, I think on our end, the issue was, I guess, filling that divide between communicating without kind of saying, you know, hey, we're a startup, like bear with us. So yeah, kind of addressing that, that understanding of, hey, there's going to be changes along the way and, uh, you know, dealing with the delay that was beyond our anticipated ship date were the two major problems. Got it. So if there was if there was one tip or two tips that you could give to any entrepreneur thinking about utilizing Kickstarter to crowdfund their product, what would you tell them? Wow. Um, I would say expect expect that it's going to take longer. I mean, would be one thing, and and also uh, a more constant kind of communication with your backers is is going to help. You know, my particular process. I didn't have any experience with Kickstarter at the time. So, you know, I was more in the retail world and, and you know, dealing with, with that type of model. So for me, learning that you need to have a constant engagement, I would say you're not going to have time to do that if you're developing a product. So be prepared to hire someone to handle, you know, customer service and, and communicate with your backers because that's important to, to keep them updated. Yeah, I'd say don't give up and, and uh, patience. I mean, because product development is a, is a really, it's a long-term ride unless you have a lot of money to develop something really quick. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, I think it's certainly credible in terms of the, the amount of communication that you need to constantly have with the community that you've built through crowdfunding. And we've certainly seen that, you know, as one of our key tenants to make sure that everybody's in the loop in terms of those delays, because they do certainly happen as you experienced. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, Jordan, this gets us into our launch round where I rapid fire questions at you. You good to go? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? I, that's a tough question to answer. I mean, I, I, had a, you know, some job offers out of college and then I just decided to do my own thing and it went well. So then after that, I realized it was possible and I've just been kind of aiming higher for, you know, on every venture. And, uh, I think the learning is, is really what, what keeps me going. Just 
learning and, and meeting people. I, I love it. So Awesome. If you could have coffee with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? I'd say currently living Elon Musk, uh, dead just because my generation and I'm on a Mac right now, Steve Jobs. All right. So what, w- what would be your first question for either of them? Uh, for Elon, I think I'd ask him, uh, you know, what, what he sees for the future of humanity in our lifetime and, and beyond, uh, just because I think he's tremendously insightful and, and uh, we should all follow his vision, at least the, you know, from what I see now. For Steve, I'd say, uh, what would have been next? You know, what would have been next? What's the next industry you would have hit? Just because he's more of a marketing and, and uh, you know, product guru. So. What, biz- what book is on your nightstand right now? Book is on my nightstand. Um, let's see. I, actually, Elon Musk's autobiography is, is uh, in my my next line of. Uh, I actually ended up with two of those. One is a gift, and one I bought. So I have to to read it on my next trip. Time to regift it out, right? Yeah, yeah. Where do you see yourself in five years, Jordan? Uh, doing still doing this. I mean, I love it. Um, I actually never thought I would get into product development. Um, when I first started getting into it, I was kind of, it seemed like the antithesis, like I, I, I'm a, I like the creative process. I like, you know, I like marketing. I like things like that. So, you know, when I, when I got into product development and in, in retail, it seemed more of kind of like a, just like an unromantic approach. And now I'd say I've just grown to love it and found the creativity in it. And, uh, it's, it's all I want to do. It's all I got. I mean, our, our world is filled with products and I see things all the time and, and think of solutions and I just, I enjoy operating uh, in that mindset. So, Awesome. Last question. What do you think the future of crowdfunding looks like? And that's a great question. I, I think about that often. I think, I really think that there's a long-term opportunity for, for you know, Kickstarter and Indiegogo and, and places like that. But I think, you know, with a caveat, I, th- I think it really needs to, the thing that's going to keep, keep the infrastructure reputable is going to be, like, we need some kind of quality control or, or, uh, or, or startups that are launching on Kickstarter really need to have some kind of guidance on this back-end process to, in, you know, increase the success rates for these, pro- for these product launches. I mean... Even for, for, I mean, from everything from advising on cost structure before launching, all the way through development, you know, industrial design, optimizing for manufacturing, sourcing, shipping, logistics. I mean, all these things, most companies that are launching on Kickstarter, I don't think, you know, know much about. So I think that really we need to find a way to make those resources available to them quickly, you know, upon launching so that the reputation of crowdfunding can, can hold up. So. No, I, I absolutely agree, Jordan. I know uh, we at Command Partners are in works of, you know, figuring out how that would be structured so that there is more trust and credibility out there for these campaigns that could be potentially questionable in the eyes of a backer and make sure that we do instill that trust in the community that we're building, that the product is going to be delivered as advertised. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Jordan, this has been great. Please give our community your pitch. Tell us where you're all about, where people should go, and why they should go buy your product. Yeah. Um, 
So you can go to HeyJoeCoffee.com to see uh, to learn more about our product. We've got all kinds of FAQs and, and videos and uh, and products that that are on there now, and that also that we'll be coming out with. So yeah, if you're you know if you're like like me and you commute to work or you like to hike or camp or you travel a lot and you you just sometimes don't have time to to make a Chemex or you know take the time to make a French press and you want to be able to brew you know, coffee on the go at the push of a button, then, you know, that's, that's what we specialize in. Awesome. George, you've been great. Uh, everyone, thank you again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all of the show notes, links to everything we talked about in the full transcript. Jordan, thanks again for joining us. Thanks again for having me, Roy. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a better business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes and our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. If you've loved this episode, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors and entrepreneurs find the show and helps us get better guests on here to help build your business. If you need a more hands-on crowdfunding strategy, please feel free to request a quote on commandpartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you soon.